Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to yet another episode of Pure Masculinity And I'm your host Abdul Kabir In today's episode inshallah we want to discuss something very interesting Which is quite different from the norm And that is how we can stop looking at women with lust and today's episode is inspired by a verse in the quran where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was telling the prophet to tell the believers allah says in that verse allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was telling the prophet that you should say to the believers Tell the believing men to lower their gaze from looking at forbidden things and protect their private parts from illegal sexual intercourse. And that is purer for them. Verily, Allah is aware of what they used to do. And this verse is found in Surah Nur verse 30. So, like I said, this is a conversation that is not usually um, had. We rarely talk about these things, but the reality is a lot of men are struggling with lust and desires. And the more I grow older, I get to see men from three different perspectives, especially in today's transforming world, right? There is a category of men who are known as the men of toxic masculinity, and these are very popular in the society today so these are men who just hate on women for no reason they blame women for all the atrocities and wrongdoings that are going on in the world they put all the blames on the women for the misgivings in their lives so these are these kind of men are usually toxic in nature and they are the types that are from the red pill movement another set of men which are common in today's world are the mr nice guys these ones they seem for women they end up being used dump and they are useless not beneficial to themselves and they're not even beneficial to the women whom they think they are trying to impress that's not the category of women uh, men we are talking about today and the third category are the pure masculinity men these are the sacred ones they are the rare gems they operate on a very different level from others they do not simp and they do not hate on women rather they honor women they are focused on their goals right their purpose of existence their life objectives these are men that do not allow their lustful desires to distract them from the path of attaining success these are the kind of men which we should emulate or we should strive to become and in all honesty lust is a very strong desire in men you can't understand if you're not a man i don't know how to explain it better but we are wired in a way that we easily get distracted or we get attracted to the things that we see right um however we cannot deny this innate nature but it's very important that we try to tame our lust because the lust is like a beast ready to unleash itself if you don't control it so um there are very slim chances of you attaining success if you allow these inner desires to overpower you and you go and fulfill every lustful desires you are not likely going to get to your final goal or your destination so this is why this is an issue that is of utmost importance that we should talk about so the reality is men have a lost problem for real and it's important for us to define what lost is lost is not just when it comes to our sexual desires lost is not limited to sexual desires alone it's actually an overwhelming impulse for sexual financial personal and um, even professional fulfillment by any means necessary and uh, this 
could even be at the detriment of your own personal your professional or even spiritual growth so this is how bad lust is subhanallah it happens in a way that when you have lustful desires you don't care whose ox is god you don't care how you attain those things you don't care even if it affects your profession you don't care even if it affects your business you don't care if it affects your spirituality so that is how bad lust is so this is why it is very important for us as muslim men to strive as much as we can to control our desires and see that we lower our gaze so in today's episode inshallah we are focusing much more on the sexual aspect of lust and how we can control it the reality is that if we allow our lust to go uncontrolled and we mismanage it we become like animals how do animals how animals don't control their lust imagine a billy goat a goat can sleep with its mother it can sleep with its daughter it can sleep with its sisters they don't they just mate they don't really have uh, a, a nature of controlling their lust so and it is similar to you as a human being too when you don't control your lust you just do anything you like you don't care whose ox is god you just subhanallah but i'll try as much as i can to have this conversation within the limits of islam by being bashful because bashfulness is part of our faith as muslims so let's get into it what are the ways in which we can try to control our lust inshallah i'll give you about five to seven tips on how you can lower your gaze and stop looking at women with lust number one the first point is that you should be mindful of allah right know that allah is the all-knowing the all-hearing the all-seeing lord of the universe also remember that the verse of the the, the 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 vastness of the earth of allah does not give you the ability to hide anywhere to commit a sin without he knowing so his knowledge is there so when those thoughtful desires come always remember that it will count against you it's a sin so this is why it's very important for you to lower your gaze so the prophet told us that the first gaze is given so when you look the first time and you see then allah would not hold you to account for that because it's unconscious right but after that first gaze what are you expected to do you're meant to lower your gaze you don't continue to look continuously just like some people would say uh, that the, since the first gaze is given they continue to look until they are satisfied no this is wrong so when you unconsciously fall for that look make sure you repent as well ask allah to forgive you subhanallah we live in a day and time whereby now how exposed we are to some of these immoral sites we don't even see it as an immorality anymore they become a part and parcel of us and we feel cool looking at them and this is rampant in almost every movie you watch today rarely would you see a movie without an obscure scene a nudity sex and things like that so you have to be conscious and mindful of allah know that allah is in you know that there are two angels recording your your deeds or keep an it know that these deeds will come back to haunt you in the hereafter so this is the first thing you have to bear in mind being mindful of allah the second thing as well which will help you is to lower your gaze lowering your gaze will help to purify your gaze for you and i often wonder are those kind of women who dress shabbishly or skimpy in 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 public appearing in skimpy clothings right i don't understand what their motive is but the reality is it appears like they are seeking attention and they love to be seen uh by men they love to be attracted to men right but you as a man 
your strength lies in your ability to be able to resist that temptation by lowering your gaze right and this isn't about any low self-esteem or lack of confidence crap that they might be selling to you there no it has nothing to do with confidence it has nothing to do with self-esteem it's about you controlling your gaze it's about you knowing the fact that modesty is a praiseworthy deed in islam and that is why the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he told us in a beautiful hadith narrated by abu Anhu. he said the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that iman that's faith it's of 60 to 70 branches and the best of which is the shahada to testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except allah and the least of it is to remove harmful things from the roadside and then he said modesty is part of iman subhanallah but what is it today in the society where you find yourself People tell you that, oh, you have to be confident, you have to be bold, you have to look at people in their eyes and things like that. All of that has nothing to do with confidence, especially when you're relating with the opposite gender. You have to apply modesty, bashfulness and shyness. This is part of our faith. So don't fall for those people that will tell you that, ah, you don't have to look down. There is nothing wrong in that. In fact, this is highly recommended, just like we said in the first verse which we quoted where Allah says to tell the believing men to lower their gaze and be modest right and this reminds me of an incident that occurred during the lifetime of the Prophet during his Hajjatul Wada the farewell pilgrimage which he performed the last and the de facto Hajj which was the only Hajj which he performed right a pretty young lady came to meet the Prophet and came to ask him a question that can she perform Hajj on behalf of her father, right? While the Prophet was in the company of some young companions, the likes of Abdullah ibn Abbas and his brother Al-Fadl ibn Abbas. So Al-Fadl saw this young lady and he was a good looking young man as well. So he was looking at that lady, he was gazing at her until the Prophet took his head and moved it away from that gaze. And after the Prophet addressed the lady, he responded to her that yes, she can perform Hajj on behalf of her father. And she had left. The Prophet then turned to Al-Fadl and then admonished him. And he said in beautiful words, says, Ya Ibn Akhi, O son of my brother, this is a day in which whosoever lowers his gaze and guards his private part and his tongue will be forgiven. SubhanAllah. Look at how the Prophet beautifully addressed Al-Fadl. Look at the wisdom of the Prophet and how he related the connection between the eyes, the tongue, and the genitals. Because these senses that you see, the eyes, when it sees something, the body wants to act. So the tongue might then tell you, go talk to her, flirt with her, play with her, and things like that. And before you know it, that play might turn into reality. Shaitan will make the genitals confirm the act of fornication. So you have to be very careful when it comes to um, issues dealing with the opposite gender whom are non-muharram to you. The third point I'd like to remind myself and every other brother about is to see that you channel your lust. You see, lust is, a, is like a form, it's an emotion. Emotions are a type of energy. Therefore, you need to choose how to utilize them wisely. Most men don't have control over their emotions. I'm just being honest here, right? And this is what makes them act like a child or slave to their desires. So, lust is a normal thing it's a natural emotion that could be transformed into a powerful energy if you know how to channel it better and this is what we need to do whenever we have lost so you're not your feelings 
you're not your thoughts because those things they come and they go they will not last with you for life or for a long time it's just for a short period of time so what happens whenever it comes to you that you have desires you have lost and you're not being you're not having the ability to channel that loss in a positive way with someone whom is within your lawful reach your wife right what do you do you rechannel that desire away you let it slide away and focus that energy on your goals focus it on the things that you have to do whenever those lossful desires come to you redirect the energy and go and work on your life objectives go and focus on the things that you have to do and that will help you so whenever those thoughts come redirect it to doing something positive number four another point which i would like to remind myself and everyone who is listening as well is to see that you work with boundaries this is very important people often wonder why does islam set strict boundaries between the opposite gender it is because islam provides a solution to your problem before it arises that is why islam tells you don't be in seclusion with a woman who is not your muharram right that is why islam tells a woman to travel with a mahram right that is why islam forbids you to hold hands with the opposite gender or give hugs and things like that so once they are not your blood relatives and the blood relatives does not extend to your cousins it's just your your wife your mother your sister your daughter and within those uncle um, circle right so it is for you to see that as much as you can you stay away you create boundaries for people you stay away do not, do not put yourself in a situation whereby it will jeopardize your iman right one delicate area which we do not even pay attention to in recent in recent times is the use of social media subhanallah there is a lot of knowledge which we could gain on the internet rather than the times which we waste scrolling on instagram and wandering on tiktoks liking uh, pictures of girls that are dressed shabbily or in nude attires this is a waste of time and even it kills your overall confidence in the long run it's a man who doesn't have focus or goals that will be chasing over ladies on the internet and when it comes to reality they might not even be able to propose to a girl that they want to marry her remember this hadith of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam whereby uh jabir ibn abdullah radiallahu anhu may allah be pleased with him he's the one who related this narration to us he said the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us whosoever believes in allah in the last day let him not seclude himself with an unrelated woman without a mahram without her guardian or a chaperone because shaitan will be the third of them subhanallah so even if you you're not thinking about that you don't know maybe she is thinking about that or even if you didn't have that intention right from the beginning shaitan can whisper into your heart at any time and as human beings we are not saints we are not angels we are bound we, 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 we are bound to commit sins subhanallah so we cannot shy away from that fact so this is why it's very important for you to set boundaries and do not transgress beyond those boundaries and limits that have been set to you for you by Allah another point as well which I would like to um, add to this is make a list of values that you stand for understand that a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything so choose the type of man you want to be and focus your energy on taking little actionable steps towards achieving that goal towards becoming the man you want to be so when you 
cast a lustful gaze on every woman, you lose respect for yourself. To be honest with you, I know some ladies crave attention and they like to be teased. They like to be flirted with, right? So don't give them your attention. Don't pay attention to them. Don't even do like you have seen them at all. So when you don't pay attention to them, even the ladies too, they wonder, what kind of man is this? He's different. He's not paying attention to my looks, right? So don't follow the crowd. Even if everybody is doing, be yourself. The crowd is oftentimes not right. So be that man that is focused on his goal. Ask yourself, I don't want short-term pleasure to destroy my potential. I don't want to be to backslide in my spiritual journey. I'm improving in Iman. Once I go and start doing these things, it diminishes my Iman. It draws me back, right? Ask yourself, can I resist the punishment of Allah? The Prophet was telling us in an hadith that it is better for you to go and grab hot coal than for you to hold the hands of a woman who is not your mahram, right? And remember that Allah will reward you for your patience, your resilience, your resistance against these desires. So this is very important for you to stand for valuable things and let these values encourage you. Another thing which is important to take note of is that some of these things, uh, uh, they, they are trigger. They, they, how would I put it? These lustful desires sometimes come in, front of, in, in form of triggers. Those things that will trigger you. There are some things that will trigger you to have sexual thoughts and urges, right? And uh, for some people, they might see it as a means of coping with stress. Maybe they are tired. They've had an exhaustive day. They just feel like the next thing to do is to go and fap. This is not ideal. It wouldn't be a solution. It's not a last, long-lasting solution to your problem, right? So find all healthy alternatives that you can use to um, satisfy yourself. That is why I would, um, would relate an hadith. In fact, that the Prophet said in an hadith, he um, on the authority of Abdullah, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he's the one who related this hadith as well to us. He said that they were in the company of the Prophet one day, and the Messenger of Allah called them. He says, Yeah, al-Shabab, O assembly of young men, whosoever amongst you has wealth, let him get married, right? Because it will help you to lower your gaze and guard your chastity. And whosoever is unable to get married, let him fast because it will help to diminish your desire. So sometimes when you have these triggers, if you have a wife, go back to your wife and meet her, right? And if you don't have a wife, fast, but may Allah make it easy for you. So sometimes the triggers could be boredom. I've had interactions with people sometimes, and when we are trying to find their cause of addiction to pornography, they, they tell me sometimes it's just they are bored. They don't have anything doing. So get yourself busy with some meaningful works that will be beneficial for you in this life and the hereafter, right? Some people, their trigger may be movies. Maybe they are watching movies and they see those things and then they begin to touch themselves. So they stop those movies or take, it's not the most you watch those kind of movies. Watch things that are more educational documentaries not just entertainment that is not beneficial to your life goals right you could read books you could um listen to podcasts and things like that ask yourself what you want to be in life are you working towards that goal are you achieving it so these are things which you need to bear in mind as well for you to be able to identify the triggers a problem which is um, when you find the root cause of a problem, the problem is half solved. So this is why it's very important for you to identify your triggers and work against them. Don't let it, um, don't dwell on those triggers. Don't just feel cool about it and continue to dwell in that immoral attitude you are about to do or which you are doing. Finally, one last point which I would like to share uh, with regards how we can lower our gaze and 
stop looking at unlawful things lustfully is to see that you conquer your goals right set goals for yourself and setting goals in an, is a very effective trait for pure masculine men so a lot of men these days they have driving forces in their minds and um, i can say especially amongst young people they have two driving forces one of those forces is the desire to acquire sufficient wealth and the other one is the ability to attract women of their desire desire to acquire wealth is there because as a man the society expects so much from you you're expected to take care of your family you're expected to build the house you should have a good ride right all of these these are desires which is rampant in so many men and every man wants a woman of his own desire every man wants a woman that pleases him that when he looks at her he's happy when he talks to her she listens she's submissive and things like that right so conquer your goals if these are part of your goals conquer them and it's important for you to focus on the former because it is more germane than the later right having sufficient knowledge having enough wealth it may earn your desired woman a lot of women they fall for men who are intellectually sound they fall for men who are knowledgeable they fall for women who are wealthy so why don't you focus on that aspect of your goal build your world be successful and then you will have the opportunity to choose from an avalanche of women right so however chasing over women if you focus on the later it's not likely to make you money you are in fact going to lose money in a lot of ways to be honest with you i wonder those kind of men that commit fornication and adultery they spend money for those women and at the end of the day they regret and after that again they will be punished by a life they do not repent so a, a, a pure masculine man he busies himself focusing on his objectives and conquering his goals and this keeps them laser focused you no man has that time no real sane man has a time to be chasing women whereby you have other life objectives to meet so focus on conquering your goals right this you you bear in mind that the goal is golden therefore no amount of loss will distract you from achieving them so work on your goals and always keep in mind that when you achieve one goal you set another goal for yourself to conquer as well in some these tips sound as simple as i enlisted them right but it requires a lot of discipline a lot of diligence and hard work and above all the mercy of allah right make the efforts to resist your lustful desires and see how you can harness this energy in a more productive way I hope and pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy for me and you. So, however, I'm not saying it's going to be easy and perfect one time. Habits are built over time. So, take it easy on yourself. Make the intention. Be dedicated to it. Even if you fall short, ask Allah for forgiveness. That's the beauty of our faith. As Muslims, Allah is ever willing to forgive you. No bloody sacrifice needed. No confession needed. You don't have to go and tell anybody that you did this last night. No. Just ask Allah for forgiveness. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in that beautiful verse in the Quran, Allah says, Kulia ibadi alladina asrafu ala anfusim, la taknatu min rahmatillah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jamiyan inawhu al ghafur rahim. Allah says, Tell them, O Muhammad, say to my servants who have transgressed against themselves. 
Do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Verily, Allah forgives all sins and He is the forgiving, the merciful. So even if you are striving and trying to stop this lustful gaze and you still find yourself falling short, go back and repent and ask Allah to forgive you. May Allah forgive me and you. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabi wa sallim. Until next time, keep striving to be the best of you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakumullahu khair.